Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Um, the Detroit Lions took a fat L on Thanksgiving. Um, they lost to the Green Bay Packers 29-22. The Lions fall to 8-3. and And the Packers improve to 5-6. and Still in the hunt for the playoffs. I'm going to sit up here flat out saying I don't cover the Green Bay Packers. So what I'll say about them is going to be short and brief. Their defense came to fucking play. Their pass rush was excellent. Rashawn Gary, Quay Walker, those guys showed the fuck up. Um, our O-line on the Lions side played atrocious football. They, they were terrible. Um, Jordan Love balled the fuck out making plays that we haven't seen him make. And Logan's a guy that vouches for him. And you know, Obviously, he's gotten better weekly on a weekly basis. And since the first meeting with the Lions, he's gotten a lot better. Get a QBR of 7 in the first meeting at Lambeau Field, and then he comes in and does this. Three touchdowns, 268 yards. Had a really nice game for himself. Um, three, Like I said, three touchdowns, 22 of 32. Um, and then the rushing leader was a, uh, A.J. Dillon, 14 carries, 43 yards. Receiving leader was Christian Watson, five catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. He had a nice game for himself, really showed what he could do. Um when it came down to the turnovers, the Detroit Lions turned the ball over three times. They had 25 first downs as opposed to Green Bay's 17. Total yards, 464 from Detroit, 377 from Green Bay. Um, possession, the Detroit Lions had it for 31 minutes and 56 seconds. The Green Bay Packers had it for 28 minutes and 4 seconds. So they really had to kind of fight from behind the whole time, mainly because the Packers scored 20 points in the first quarter. Um... And then the Lions scored six points because of the missed field goal in the first quarter, which really set the tone for the game, in my opinion. Um, and then in the second quarter, very defensively gritty quarter there. Three points from the Packers, zero from the, the Lions. In the third quarter, six from the Packers, eight from the Lions, then eight from the Lions in the fourth, and it just wasn't enough. Um, they needed the onside kick to go their way at the end of the game. Um, Jared Goff struggled with those fumbles. The first one... That was a very, very close call. I personally think his arm was in motion, but I that that's neither here nor there. Um, the second one just annihilated. He's been he was hit so many fucking times, and that's not a quarterback you want taking hits, especially throughout the game. I mean, it's gonna um, genuinely be one of those like attrition, and over time, he's genuinely gonna just start losing the ball, man. Like he's not a uh, Cam Newton body type where he can sustainably run the ball and take hits. Like, that's not anything what Jared Goff is good at. Um, on Twitter, I see people tearing the shreds already, but, you know, when things look good, those same people ride his dick. So it's just funny to see that coin flip, um, especially from quote-unquote media outlets. You got to stick, stick with your takes um, until they really just look bad. I think these last two games, even in the great comeback win against the Bears... Jared has had two rough games back-to-back. I don't think that he will play like this anymore. We go to Chicago this upcoming week. We play the Bears, that same defense that presented that trouble. But I think that we adjust our game plan, come off that extra two days, three days in that week because we played on Thanksgiving, so we have a longer week of rest. That will be used to our advantage. Um, And hopefully, hopefully, we'll get some guys back. 
Um, we really need to work on our defense. Aaron Glenn needs to fix this shit for sure. Uh, it is not looking like a professional defense. In fact, it looks like our 2021 defense that was like historically one of the worst defenses in the league. Even last year, it was fucking terrible. Um, we're not creating a pass rush. Our corners are selling. We're getting penalties in crucial areas. And Hutch is not getting home. I mean, he's getting double teamed every play. I'm not expecting him to get home every play. But why aren't we drawing up a, a, a backside blitz for Josh Pascal? Or get Aleem in there or something, bro. Get Anzalone or Jack Campbell rushing through the gaps at some of these plays. Create pressure. Get to the quarterback. We were not getting a Jordan Love. He had a clean pocket all fucking game. All game. And that's how he was able to dice us up. No pressure. No pressure at all. And if you looked at our coverages, Jesus Christ, it was worse. Uh, it was it was bad, bro. I mean, we were playing USFL defense out there, and uh, that, that's a huge reason we were annihilated. Um, but even then, on, on paper, we had a better game except on the scoreboard, you know, and that's really what matters, obviously. Um, our rush attack, David Montgomery, 15 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, 9 catches, 95 yards, continues to be the consistent, sure-handed receiver. He's not overrated. I saw a tweet, Brandon, I'm going to have to call you out on this. You reposted it. How is Amon Ross St. Brown overrated? In what way, shape, or form is Amon Ross St. Brown overrated? Look at all the receivers in the draft that were drafted above him. He was a steal in the draft. You can never say he was overrated because he's exceeding expectations by miles. No one ever thought he'd even probably be starting, bro. Like, I, I don't know. I thought that that tweet was a little outrageous. And, um, you know, Jared Goff was on that list. It was a list of the top five overrated NFC North players. And Jared Goff and Amon Ra were on that list. And that shit is kind of insane to me. Jared Goff is consistently considered a garbage can throughout not only national media, but all social media platforms. Um, and Amon Ra obviously being a late round draft pick. I mean, how is he overrated in any facet of the game? He clearly was not overrated enough to be picked high enough to be considered a bust or not achieving enough when the, the guy is a dog. He's the Lions' best receiver. <laughs> That's That was just ludicrous to me, you know? But neither here nor there. Um, Jaden Reed had a nice... Uh, excuse me. Did he have a... That wasn't his game. Where he, Christian Watson was... Really good. Um, Malik Heath. This guy, it was his first game. Got his first couple catches of his career, I think, in this game. He looked really good for them. But, yeah, Rashawn Gary, Jonathan Owens, and Carl Brooks. Those guys showed up for the Packers creating those fumbles. Um, And Jonathan Owens obviously scoring on that fumble recovery for a touchdown. Um, Quay Walker, (laughs) dog. Uh, Preston Smith, dog. Yeah, they, they locked us down, bro. They, they came to play. They weren't fucking around. And we maybe over... We underestimated them. We, we really did. Um, Josh Reynolds had a decent game. Um, had a nice touchdown at the end of the game. Sam Laporta had a touchdown. Jameson Williams had a nice game. Um, yeah, Jared had the three fumbles. And that was just... That killed us, man. Um, Brian Branch... Really, like he's probably our best player on defense. And Tracy Walker had a really good game as well. Um, just overshadowed by no pass rush and just having Cam Sutton torched on that side. 
Uh, Quentin Bohana played again, and John Kaminsky, uh, they, they did their thing. Aiden Hutchinson just had a silent game, had a nice you know QB hit and a TFL, but you know two total tackles and one solo tackle is not going to cut it. Josh Pascal had a decent game. Jack Campbell was all right, but he blew some assignments for sure. Riley Patterson with that missed extra point really kind of did legit set the tone um, of like how our offensive like production was going to go at least. That's how I felt. Um, and him missing that really sucked. <laughs> it really did. Um, I'm going to pull up the schedule here for the Lions and just quickly talk about... Um, excuse me for the squeaky chair but we're going to type up the Lions schedule here so let's see what they have coming up here Sunday December 3rd we play the Saints at 1pm I thought we played the Bears next so that's honestly that's honestly on me um, but yeah then we play the Bears Sunday December 10th and then Sunday, December 17th, we play the Broncos. So the next three games, we really need to at least come out with two wins. We These are all winnable games for sure. But I would like to see us go 3-0. and um, But realistically, I can see us probably falling to the Bears out of all of these teams. Maybe even the Broncos if they continue to heat up like they have been. But... Um, yeah, no, I'm going to say we potentially go 2-1 and one in the next three games. I say we win against the Saints uh, confidently um, as a little bit of a bounce-back resurgence game. Then we go to the Chicago Bears, probably struggle because we always get into a, a legit boxing match with that team. Um, and then Sunday, December 17th, the Denver Broncos come to Ford Field. We should be able to handle business there. Um, so maybe 3-0 and in the next three because the final three of the season are very challenging indeed. Uh, December 24th, two days after my birthday, we have the uh, Lions taking on the Minnesota Vikings. And then on December 30th, on Saturday, we have the Lions taking on the Cowboys prime time. And then on Sunday, January 7th in week 18, to wrap it up, we have the Vikings coming to Ford Field. Uh, that's a one o'clock game, by the way. Um, those three, I could see us falling in uh, Minnesota. I could see us sweeping Minnesota as well. Because Dallas is, I don't know. We gotta win. We gotta beat Dallas. That's like the biggest test of the season, honestly. And it couldn't have come at a perfect time, towards the tail end, to really see what we're gonna be able to do in the playoffs against those quality teams. Um, but sticking to you know my predictions for week 13, and we'll obviously go over our predictions more in depth on our NFL post-week 12 power rankings and recap episode that make sure you guys stay tuned later this week for that episode. Um, we'll go into more you know prediction depth. But in this, you know, I'll go the Lions, obviously. you got to go with my team in a 24-13 um, to 13 victory over the Saints. So we'll see if that you know comes to fruition. I hope it does. Um, yeah, and then obviously me and Brandon are gonna have to watch the Bears game again and you know take shots whenever anything good happens for either of our team. And at the end of it, you're definitely not sober. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, 
But everyone out there, I guess, stay tuned for those NFL recap episodes, as well as the Giants episode. I should have that coming out um, with Logan later tonight, so early tomorrow. So stay tuned for that, for sure. Um, But I guess going into, real quick, some of the Saints um, statistics and stuff. I guess we can look at that if I can. Saints team stats. Bear with me. Let's check it out here. Bear with me, folks. So Derek Carr only has 2,500 passing yards this year. He only has 10 touchdowns to 5 picks. Jameis Winston has 223 passing yards, 2 touchdowns, 3 picks. Taysom Hill has 1 touchdown on 72 yards. Their rushing attack is actually pretty mediocre this year. Wow, that's shocking to say from a team like this. Alvin Kamara has 2 touchdowns, 457 yards. Jamal Williams has 137 yards and no touchdowns. Um, Taysom Hill, 287 yards and a and three touchdowns actually. So we gotta look out for the rush attack, maybe with Taysom Hill. The receiving Chris Olave is at 771. Yeah, they're struggling, bro. This is a struggling offense for sure, and they genuinely probably need to go for a quarterback in the draft. But you know, this will be a good game for our defense to really like try and show up and genuinely like I said, have a rebound appearance in game against a lesser opponent, but this is also a trap game to where the Lions could fall down even further, go 8-4 and four and really start to feel a little bit of that panic creeping in because our defense, y'all, it's, y'all are going to continue to blame Derek, um, excuse me, Jared Goff, but it, it is the defense. The defense is genuinely the problem. It, it is not giving our offense the ability to run the game at its pace, at its tempo, at its time, so that we can get the run game more involved, so that we can get Jared Goff in rhythm and play action, and in some of those, um, you know, in rhythm type throws, anticipation throws to Jamison Williams, which we did see a nice one in this game against the Packers, but I want to see more of that. I want to see an explosive game from our pass attack, and uh, we haven't seen that yet this year to its fullest, and even in the loss, Jared still threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns, had a decent rating, uh, passer rating, and, you know, people are going to shit on Jared and say we should move on from him, but to who? We're not going to be in position to draft a quarterback next year, or in this upcoming draft. We really should genuinely just try and hone in and fix his, you know, little, little detailed mistakes, and try and make him, like, the guy. Try and build him up to be the guy. If there's a coach to do it, it's Dan. Because all that you really need out of Jared is so for him to play in confidence and in rhythm. You know, and Dan gets that out of him. He really does. Um, but, I mean, we really do need potentially some offensive line help in the draft. I'm thinking maybe a guard or um, maybe maybe a center. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, we need to move some things around. And, and get the guard, the, the left guard particularly, in in check. Uh, Soresdale, the fifth-round draft pick, he's been you know stepping up and stepping in, making some good plays, having some good reps, but he 
he's been struggling in these in these last two games for sure. Um, maybe also a receiver would be nice, a uh, high high end receiver um, to to alleviate some stress off of Amon Ross St. Brown in the past game. Get a solid wide receiver too. Maybe bump Jamison to wide receiver two, and then whoever we draft immediately could become wide receiver one if they're a high highly touted prospect, obviously. But our offense definitely could use some upgrades for sure in the skill positions. Um, our O-line, we want to make sure that we still instill youth into it and uh, continue a, a good rotation in some of those guard positions of our young guys to get them reps and get them some veteracy in a sense. But um, I really want to see this offense kind of you know, take this game and just go away with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, really take the stress and the eyes off the defense for a game and just put up 35 points. I would like to see that, but I think we'll do like, you know, 24 to 17, 24 to 13, you know, kind of a closer game than we expect, but um, still a still a win. You know, that's what matters. Uh, and obviously in a season like this, um, where they're having the best start that they've ever had, um, you want to see them continue to thrive. But with the team still learning the ropes here, still learning how to be good, still learning how to be good like this, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You got to give them some patience and you got to let the coaching staff make proper adjustments. And that's what I hope to go see against the Saints. Um, it's going to be a shame to see. Uh... God, why am I forgetting his name already? That's a shame. Jamal Williams in the Saints uniform. A little bit of a revenge game for him. I hope he doesn't get a touchdown on us, but if he does, I, I you know, I'll, I'll clap. You know, I'll have to. But um, everyone out there, you know, make sure you stay tuned to the YouTube channel, um, Tea Time Reports. Subscribe to it for sure, as well as all of our social media platforms at Tea Time Reports, Instagram, Threads, X slash Twitter. Um, to TikTok, everything, you know, all the support is greatly appreciated and we have tons of content on all those platforms. We are going to be starting to get on YouTube a little bit more prevalently and maybe start even putting some of these platforms to, you know, maybe two, three episodes a week and then start focusing on the YouTube. So we hope everyone is okay with that and you can just hop over to YouTube and kind of join the face-to-face vibe. Um, and hopefully the production will be okay to start, but if it's not, you know, be patient, grow with us a little bit, you know, we're just trying to get, you know, our foot in the door regarding that kind of platform and, you know, that kind of content because we want it to be done right and we want to have all the right people on, you know what I'm saying? Um, so definitely stay tuned for that kind of stuff as well as, um, we do post some of our podcast episodes uh, older ones and fresher ones on the YouTube as well in little playlists. So if you guys want to listen to the episodes on YouTube, please feel free. Um, and we just letting you know if you run into ads on our videos, it is not us. We, I have not put in a fucking ad at all. So that is just YouTube, you know, making money off of smaller content creators. So I'm sorry if that's annoying or if that's a issue that you run into or anything like that, but a like or a subscribe to the YouTube would be greatly appreciated. Still trying to grow that one up a little bit, trying to get a couple hundred uh, subscribers and some more people just tuning in on a regular basis. Um, we should have uh, the other ballot episode with Anthony um, Anthony Marino up there soon, and we should have some movie reviews going up there shortly as well. But uh, we do have a Detroit Lions playlist 
for our coverage on the Lions from this season, you know, from weeks prior and some of the more recent weeks. We only have one episode up there right now, but we do plan on having some more up there probably by this weekend, so definitely stay tuned and, you know, just be on the watch for the YouTube channel. It's going to be growing and we're going to be getting more content up there and making it look a little more clean, polished, and professional, and we want to make that the main platform for all of us to uh, kind of be able to hop on because Discord is going to be the way that a lot of us are going to be able to do content together because of the living situations and scheduling. So thank you so much for that little PSA and hopefully you guys were uh, listening into all of that. But this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for listening into this Lions episode. It's a shame they took the L on Turkey Day, but you know what are you going to do? They got outplayed, outcoached. Uh, Matt Lafleur played and. He called one hell of a gl- excuse me called one hell of a game, um, and Jordan Love really just had a great game, maybe his best of the season. Um, but our defense has to sure itself up. Aaron Glenn has to sure himself up. Our offense needs to stick with their with what we were doing: run the ball, play action, dominate time of possession, and just eat the defense alive in the first half. Get them tired quick. Get Jameer involved quickly. Get Sam Laporta on his out routes nicely and and safely. You know, make him that sure-handed tight end, that safety valve that he is supposed to be. And, you know, a lot of people wanted to see more of that in this game, and he wasn't really heavily involved because we were trying to take shots because we were fighting from, you know, behind uh, 20-6 at one point. But we were making that comeback again and showing that grit and that fight again, but it was just too little too late. Uh, And we just don't want to do that against the Saints or the Bears in these next two upcoming games. But everyone again out there, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Trevor with Tea Time Reports, signing out. Peace.